Alright, alright, it's time for another one. English and coffee. I got my cup. Hope you got yours. Get that good sip out the way. Uh, today we're going to be going over a few different things. Of course, we're going to update you on my week. But I think today we're going to talk about a little money. Let's see how that goes. Alright, let's get started. Alright, first things first as always. So let's see, what's been going on in my week? Uh, my week's been pretty, I guess say pretty bland, but pretty much more the same. Went to work, worked with a couple of clients, helped a couple of people, still out there helping them look for jobs. How's your week been going? I haven't heard from you in a while, so um, tell me how your week's been going. What's, what's new? Um, just over here, still trying to fish, haven't caught any fish yet. I mean, I think today I got, what, two or three bites, didn't pull anything up. I wanted to go out there in the kayak, but it just the weather just didn't permit. And then by the time I got out there, it was already too late. So I'll probably go out there on um, Monday, because Monday we have a holiday. It's Martin Luther King Day, if you didn't know. It's an American holiday, so uh, it's something to read about. Um, it's a day off for uh, most people. Um, some people work, but I mean, I appreciate that day, because I mean, it's a day we don't have to go to work, and everything is everything. But uh, I'm ready, kind of ready to go ahead and jump into the topic of money. Because I was thinking the other day, I was like, a million dollars used to be something special. But nowadays, it's really not. So I don't know what your currency is, whether you're dealing with yen, euros, rubles, pesos, or the all-American dollar. It's all the same. But in every culture of money, there's a number. People are like, well, if I just have a million dollars, everything will be good. That used to be the case back in the day. But in today's time, I'm thinking you need at least $10 million if you've never wanted to work again in your life. Because if you look at it, the average person earns anywhere from twenty-five dollars to $30,000 on average. That's just a basic job, 40-hour week. And in the course of roughly 40 years or so, you will have earned a million dollars yourself. So... Each person, I mean, if they have a working career, I mean, they've spent a million dollars in their lifetime. So with inflation and everything, I mean, you need a lot more than that. You need about $10 million. Because if you look at it like this, most people say, well, if I just won the lottery, then everything will be fine. Well, not exactly. Because what do most people do when they win a lottery? They, they buy a car, right? So you're talking a car anywhere from thirty to 60000 if they're going modest. But if they want one of these extravagant... Um, El Diablos or um, I don't know Lamborghini or something you're talking you know upwards of hundred twenty five thousand to two hundred fifty thousand dollars so there's a quarter of your money gone already then you're gonna want a house so decent house uh, you're talking about I don't know hundred sixty thousand dollars so this is already like one-tenth of the money gone um, $160,000 just for a basic flat house, probably two-bedroom house, maybe a three-bedroom house. But then you got to buy the land that you're going to put it on. So you're talking another, I don't know, 50000 for the acre. So you're in all, already two hundred grand just for even thinking about having a house. Then you got to keep the lights on. You see what I'm saying? So the best thing to do if you do come into a large sum of money or something like that, then you're going to want to maintain your lifestyle as you have it now. So if you're already somebody who's making 25000 30000 40000 
keep it the same because a million dollars that'll be gone before you know it I could see how it's possible for someone to spend a million dollars in six months or sooner than that when you're talking about you know just regular domestic you know lifestyle somebody just working and then all of a sudden they come into a huge windfall of money so you would need a, a rather large sum to even think about never having to work again um, I guess to be sensible what somebody could do um, if they got a million dollars or a rough estimate of something like that is take it and invest it if you could invest your money to the point to where maybe in the course of I don't know 10-15 years you can get 25 percent return so if you invest 125,000 get 25 percent back on that don't have me go to line because I'm no mathematician but you can start to roll the numbers so the more you invest reinvest but you'll need to keep your day job if you're only getting a million dollars you get 10 million dollars you're good to go but the thing is here in America we have something called Uncle Sam. Uncle Sam likes to stick his hands in every little dime you get. I don't care if you make five cents. He wants three and a half cent of that. You know, I mean, you can't even, you know, you can't even uh, win a lottery thing. Like if it's if it's over six hundred dollars, if you win over six hundred dollars, then you have to pay taxes on it. So if you get a thousand dollars in the lottery winnings, like a scratch ticket or the numbers then I mean shoot a good 125 of that's going to Uncle Sam then you get the rest I don't know why he's always got to stick his hand in the pot I don't know how it is in your country but here our government taxes every single thing and that's that's the other reason why they outlaw a lot of things because they can't make money off of it like I don't know if you guys have been paying attention to the news it's been here for a while but there's a uh, I think in states like Colorado maybe Oregon the northern states the whole marijuana thing and the whole legalization thing the only reason they didn't legalize it is because they couldn't find a way to make money off of it now that they found a way to make money off of it they're bringing in millions in taxes so these companies out there are making like I'd say probably 25 to 50 million dollars a year in sales so you know how much Uncle Sam's getting he's getting millions in taxes it's it's crazy I mean just like with alcohol the whole prohibition thing I mean it's it's crazy but yeah I just wanted to say that if you want to never have to work again you're gonna need more than a million dollars to make it because in today's time in 2019 million dollars might get you 40 years if you play it close but shoot you'll be what 70 80 years old that means at 81 you're gonna have to be out there looking for a job so yeah if you if you if you're gonna settle on a number and be like okay well I'm out I'm good upwards of five million that's that's where I'm gonna leave it there I'd like to know what number it is in your country as to where if you were to get that type of money you would never have to work again but some people still want to work even if they get that type of money well let's let's unpack that a little bit what would you do if you got a million dollars I'll tell you mine if you tell me yours well, being that it's just me talking, I guess I'll tell you mine. But we'll take a little break here. Alright, so let's play with it a little bit. If I were to get a million dollars, well, let's just say 2.5 million, okay? Because that'll give me 80 years. That'll give me 80 years of living comfortably between $25,000, $30,000 a year. Okay, let's see. What would I do? The first thing I would do, of course, I'd have to hit my sister off with some money. I'd have to give her some money. I'd have to give my mom some money. But, I mean, just enough for them to, you know, get set up and be straight, you know, clear everybody's debt out. 
my sister, even with the money, I know she'd want to work because she's a workaholic. So that's not going to change anything. But I would make sure she's set up, make sure my mom's set up, buy her a few things. So we're talking maybe I'm in, I don't know, 500000 just a family. Okay, so now I'm like down to what, $1.5 million. So eh, if I don't play my cards right, I'll definitely have to go back to work. But okay, after I took care of that, mm, take care of my debt, it's not that high. So I mean, we're talking under under 15,000, I would say, you know, so it's not like I have some mortgage and all that, um, all these payments and no, everything's paid off. I'm renting my apartment, but I could easily move anywhere. So it's not even a big deal there. But let's say, okay, clear my debt out. Um, probably buy a new vehicle. Well, not a new vehicle. I'd buy a used vehicle. See, when people buy new vehicles, the moment you drive it off the car lot, it already depreciates the value. So there's no need in going to spend $60,000 because as soon as you get home, the thing's worth probably 40000 Then after 100,000 miles, it's probably worth, what, 12000 So, I mean, you really just lose your money out there on the street plus tires, repairs, and all the things that go with it, insurance. It's just crazy. Okay, so we get me a new vehicle, probably get me a truck, a used truck. Um, maybe I'd get a few toys. Let's see. Might get a boat, fishing boat, a uh, small boat, little John boat. Um, probably take a few trips. But bef the first thing I would do, though, before I spent one penny, is I would sit down. I'm talking really sit down and just think, plan it all out on paper. I would spend that million dollars or $2.5 million on paper before I cashed one check, wrote one anything. It would all be spent on paper because you need to have a plan. That's why you hear so many people, you know, when they get that type of money, they just go out there and go crazy. You know, they buy all these things. The next thing you know, five years later, they're drunk in a freaking hole somewhere living under a bridge because they weren't smart with their money. So that's the first thing I would do is plan. I would probably keep my job. I wouldn't quit. You know, I wouldn't even tell my job that I had, uh, you know, millions yet. I would just sit there, go to work like normal. And then the moment they come up with some silliness, you know, say something just out of the side of their mouth, I'd be like, okay, look, I'm out. I'm out. I wouldn't even worry about it. But um, might as well keep getting the money while the money's coming in. Uh, let's see. House. I would probably get me a small, modest. I've seen these little things where they got these little $15,000, $25,000 little one-bedroom houses. You know, these little deals. Looks like in some fairyland or whatever, but people actually get them made. You know, I mean, you got to have the land, so I'd probably buy the land. That would probably be the most expensive purchase. Give me a somewhat decent house. Um, I don't know if I'd move my mom in or not. I mean, I might. Or I might get her in a house in the back of my house, something like that. But just set up a little, a nice little thing. So we're talking about maybe, maybe three hundred twenty-five thousand on the whole project, just my housing. Okay, um, wouldn't have fifty rooms. It would just be nice. Maybe put a little pond in the back. Um, okay, now I'm living a little bit right, sitting here adding all these things on. But okay, after I got done with my spending, I'm, I imagine I'd probably have about. $750,000 left. $750,000 left. Use that for investments. Like I said, if I kept my job, um, be smart with that. And then probably in maybe 10, 15 years, once my investments and stuff start kicking back in, then I will be good. That way my money would be working for me because every 
couple years or so, I would get a return. That's the way to do it. That's how people with money make money because they use their money to make money. We, well, I'm saying we, speaking me, the people who are out there working, um, ready for their check to come when it comes, uh, you know, you go out there, you get your money, you spend it. I mean, you, you can't just sit around and have $50,000, you know, in the bank laying around. We get the money. We need to use it to pay bills. I mean, maybe we'll have 1000 500 Some of you may even have, I don't know, shoot, $3,000 or something left over to put in the savings. But for the most part, people have spent that money. I mean, you got doctor bills, dentist bills, medical bills. Like now, I mean, I have a freaking... Um, bill i'm sure you know for my teeth because i got to get some stuff done dude said what two two uh 2500 for each tooth so i mean that's already five thousand dollars so i already know that's coming so it's ten thousand fifteen thousand dollars like i said see ten fifteen thousand dollars just for dental care i mean don't even let anybody go to the hospital somebody go to the hospital if you're in the hospital for let's say a week you're going to get a bill for like ten thousand dollars i mean it's just it's crazy the way money's the money comes, money goes. That's why now, you know, when you see something on TV, I don't know what kind of ads they show in your country, but you see something on there, they're like, okay, get the new, I don't know, Sorrento, Toyota, or Chevy, whatever, you know, $60,000. It's, it's, it's all a game. It's, it's all a game. It's all a sham. But I'm just ranting on about money because, like I said, it's just something um, you see all the time. It was a thought I had. I was like, you know what? I'm going to bring that to the podcast, see if I can spark some minds. I'd be interested to know what you guys think about um million dollars or $2 million. What, what kind of, what do you, how do you feel about that? Do you feel like it would change anything if you were hit with that kind of money? Or maybe you have that kind of money. I don't know. I don't know who's out there. I'm still waiting for you guys to uh, let me know what time it is out there. Um, but yeah, that's what's going on over here. That's something I was thinking. Uh, let's see. I wrote down another little idea. Um, yeah, I think I'll share a tip, uh, for language. I don't know if I shared a tip in the last one, but I can imagine you know what I'm going to talk about. Let's see what it is. All right, so when it comes to language, like I said, I've shared a couple tips. I mean, I may be stepping over tips I've already said, but I mean, I got a fresh take on it because like I said, you guys know I'm studying Russian myself, so... I'm in the I'm in the throes of the whole language uh, learning process. So, one thing I've decided to focus on this year is music. I've already been into the music. I have over 300 song lyrics downloaded in my phone, and so that means I probably got about 600 songs in my phone. But the text to 300 of them I have, and I have read and reread all the lyrics. I've sang the songs. But here's the thing. When it comes to studying a language, you have to have an emotional connection to the language. You can't just read it, the ball was red and the boy jumped over the hill. No, you got to be like, the ball was red, the boy jumped over the hill. You got to put your personality into it. If you don't learn the language with your emotion and your personality, how can you expect to talk? You have to combine all facets of self, all facets of yourself, however you want to word it. You have to be all-inclusive. Emotional connection is necessary. It's probably the most important thing when it comes to learning a language. If you're in pain, you need to express it in your target language. If you're happy, you need to express it in your target language. Heck, 
even if you have an intimate relationship with somebody. I'm keeping it PG because I don't know who's listening. If you're having an intimate relationship with somebody, you need to do it in your target language. Why not? Only thing it's going to do is spice up the situation in the bedroom, right? I mean, you tell me. I mean, if you're sitting there, let's just say you're studying, I don't know, Chinese or something like that, and you, you know, you're Spanish, so you got the whole me or whatever language that is, you know, going like this, and then you throw in some uh, some Chinese, you know, spice it up, or you throw in some Russian, you throw in some Polish, or you throw in some Brazilian or Portuguese, you know, I mean, it's, you have to be connected in all facets. You can't just leave your language at the door. You know, you come in with Spanish, you leave with Swahili. You come in with Afrikaans, you leave with Russian. I mean, that's just how it works. You have to bring everything to the table. I mean, shoot, I'll even go as far as to say with the emotional connection with the language, if you're a spiritual person and you pray in your language, your native language, why can't you pray in your target language? It's a better way. Definitely now you have an emotional and a spiritual connection to it. There's all types of things you can do. Just connect in more ways than one. It's more than just writing words on paper. It's more than just remembering a song, remembering quotes. It's about being connected, mind, body, and soul. That's the best way to do it. So try it out. And if you tried it out or are going to try it out, let me know how it turns out for you. Love to hear about it. Alright, so when it comes to language, like I said, I've shared a couple tips. I mean, I may be stepping over tips I've already said, but I mean, I got a fresh take on it because like I said, you guys know I'm studying Russian myself, so I'm in the, I'm in the throes of the whole language uh, learning process. So one thing I've decided to focus on this year is music. I've already been into the music. I have over 300 song lyrics downloaded in my phone. And so that means I've probably got about 600 songs in my phone, but the text to 300 of them I have. And I have read and reread all the lyrics I've sang the songs. But here's the thing. When it comes to studying a language, you have to have an emotional connection to the language. You can't just read it, the ball was red and the boy jumped over the hill. No, you got to be like, the ball was red, the boy jumped over the hill. You got to put your personality into it. If you don't learn the language with your emotion and your personality how can you expect to talk you have to combine all facets of self all facets of yourself however you want to word it you have to be all-inclusive emotional connection is necessary it's probably the most important thing when it comes to learning a language if you're in pain you need to express it in your target language if you're happy you need to express it in your target language Heck, even if you have an intimate relationship with somebody, I'm keeping it PG because I don't know who's listening. If you're having an intimate relationship with somebody, you need to do it in your target language. Why not? Only thing it's going to do is spice up the situation in the bedroom, right? I mean, you tell me. I mean, if you're sitting there, let's just say you're studying, I don't know, Chinese or something like that, and you, you know, you're Spanish, so you got the whole me or whatever language that is, you know, going like this, and then you throw in some uh, some Chinese, you know, spice it up, or you throw in some Russian, you throw in some Polish, you throw in some Brazilian or Portuguese, you know, I mean, it's, you have to be connected in all facets. You can't just leave your language at the door. You know, you come in with Spanish, you leave with Swahili. You come in with Afrikaans, 
you leave with Russia. I mean, that's just how it works. You have to bring everything to the table. I mean, shoot, I'll even go as far as to say with the emotional connection with the language, if you're a spiritual person and you pray in your language, your native language, why can't you pray in your target language? It's a better way. Definitely now you have an emotional and a spiritual connection to it. There's all types of things you can do. Just connect in more ways than one. It's more than just writing words on paper. It's more than just remembering a song, remembering quotes. It's about being connected, mind, body, and soul. That's the best way to do it. So try it out. And if you tried it out or are going to try it out, let me know how it turns out for you. Love to hear about it. feel like I just flew through today's episode, but um, sometimes that's all you have. I mean, you, your thoughts come in your mind, you say what you need to say, and you're out. Sometimes you need 20 minutes to talk about it, sometimes you need 10 minutes, sometimes you need 5 minutes. That's just how things go this sometimes. Um, I don't know, but uh, let me know what you guys want to hear about. Uh, like I said, I still have a couple of recordings that I did with my sister. Each week I'm like, okay, well I'm going to post it, but then I always have something new to talk about. I may just end up pushing those out here before the month goes out, at least one of them. I'll probably do the interview. I think that was pretty cool. I think you guys would get a kick out of that. Um, but for the most part, I mean, I hope you enjoy your weekend. I'm going to enjoy mine. Like I said, we have a three-day weekend. Uh, I was off Saturday, which is today. I'll be off Sunday, and I'll be off Monday. So I went fishing today, didn't do a dang thing. Uh, Sunday, I'm going to go out there early in the morning and try to do a little bit, take my kayak out there, probably try to get on the water by 6, 7 o'clock. I mean, I could go earlier, but 6, 7 o'clock so I can at least see what I'm doing. Um, that's going to be my plans. I hope everybody's uh, warm wherever you are and hope things are well. And I guess I'll see you in the next one. Talk to you later. Bye. Oh, yeah. And just in case you're wondering, I said 40 years in the course of 40 years, just in case you don't have your English ears yet. Just wanted to clear that up just in case anyone's out there scratching their head. 40 years in the course of 40 years. All right. Later.